not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. So while it's good to talk about serious things, it's just as important and just as American to have some fun. Now, let's have some fun. Welcome back, everybody, to Left, Right, Middle. I am Brian. And I'm Eric. And we are here to help you figure out where the middle is. And today, or something. Something like that. <laughs> today, though, we will be talking about presidential candidate, Vice President Joe Biden. All right. Do you realize that in the last episode, I think you said today we're going to talk about Donald J. Trump, and you didn't use president, but then when you said Vi- or Biden, you said Vice President Biden. I thought I said like our president, Donald J. Trump. You I referred have. to him as President Trump throughout it. But you did. You yeah, did. I mean, okay. I feel you though. But yeah. But there was a little bit more vice president. Like you were a little bit more excited <laughs> to say this one. Well, I mean, you know, as this, the show title states, this is like your sandbox right here. Spectrums. <laughs> well, I have. I have just in, uh, enough negative things to say about Biden as I do positive, honestly. So right, yeah, he's a uh, he's a complex figure, to say the very least. Is he more complex than Donald Trump, though? I think the only reason you could argue that is because of his history in politics. Yeah, is that's how yeah. you could kind of unwrap it. I think at a at a moral level, no, he's pretty pretty well, simple. <laughs> and and here's the difference for uh, Biden. Mm-hmm. To look at his history, you can go and look at voting records. Exactly. Right? Everything's in the Library of Congress. Yep. If you want to know the history of Donald Trump, you need to go to the magazines. Yep. And so, uh, you know, it, that makes it a little bit harder uh, yep. to do your research. But, all right, so this is your guy. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and let you kick this one off. So I think the first thing to note, that's interesting about Biden is a lot of people um, on the left are very fired up about just the primaries in general and how they played out. You know, the narratives continuing that Bernie, was how robbed. did that happen? Honestly, if you look at what Biden did is it shows how seasoned of a politician he is because he was very, you know, behind the scenes before suit before the South Carolina primary leading into super Tuesday. And he did that in my opinion on purpose because by staying kind of below the surface, he let the people up top really fight it out. You know, Warren, Bernie, Pete, Amy, everybody kind of just like draw blood. And he let the first few of them kind of fizzle out. You know, Pete, Amy started to just drop out. And we saw a huge victory in South Carolina, which immediately reaffirmed like, okay, he could totally win. But what he did by staying silent is when people started to drop like Pete, Amy and eventually Warren and eventually Bernie, he immediately contacted them and said, Hey, thanks. You know, you did an incredible job. I want you to be part of my administration moving forward. And he immediately built coalition, which we've seen him kind of indicate where those guys might end up. Yes. Here recently. Exactly. Exactly. Or at least a ton of speculation about where they might go. But he was able to stay below the surface and then absorb the ideas of his competitors going into Super Tuesday 
which means he built a coalition behind him of all the top Democrats that had a ton of supporters. You know, initially I was Pete Buttigieg. Um, he was my guy, you know, before you were a community organizer, organizer for exactly, exactly. And, uh, just really, again, why I went with him was his call for unity and the fact that he was not 70. So, um, those were the kind of the things that pulled me towards him. Obviously, I, I'm very in line with his policy, especially foreign policy. But well, so you bring up a good point there. Yeah. Do you think we would we would be in as close of a race right now if Pete was was the guy? I don't. I don't. I think Trump would run away with it. Okay. Because honestly, I think where Biden is getting his support is from the minority communities, which champion him for a litany of reasons. Is he's okay. been very outspoken about it. Um, Traditionally, Democrats receive a higher amount of the black vote, as well as him serving as the vice president to the first African-American president. Right. You know, those are a lot of good indicators for those minority. How much weight does that carry within the black community, though? I, you know, I think it varies from person to person. And that's the most important thing. I think for the older population, probably your 45 plus, it carries more weight than it does your young people. Um, because they were able to kind of see the transformation of Biden and celebrate the Obama presidency as like a true landmark thing in their life. But these older, these younger kids who were, you know, not even able to vote when Obama was running for president, they have a much more in tune worldview with what the reality of politics are today. You know, they've seen a lot of the fakeness and they're not just going to vote Democrat because they've been told to. Well, I don't know if it's as much as they've seen the fakeness as much as they've experienced the result of nonpartisan coalitions. Absolutely. That's a, that's a very, very good point. And I think, um, you know, where he has those turnout and strengths, but to bring it back to the track of the primary, going into Super Tuesday, it was between him and Bernie. But since he had built a coalition, it was... Biden, Pete, Amy, Liz, you know, the entire ticket down versus Bernie Sanders, which in politics, you know, I, I, I am incredibly impressed with what Bernie Sanders was able to accomplish. But if you can't get people, other politicians to work with you, you're not going to be successful. So do you believe that maybe the coalition between those politicians was created based off of common belief or the ability to build a coalition or do you think Bernie just didn't reach out to him? I think Biden um, was much more proactive with the reaching out and making sure that people kind of understood well, what was coming. And that's kind of what they were highlighting during the, the convention, yeah. which was um, Biden's ability to reach out. Yep. that he, That's one of the core things that I took, took away from that was everybody kind of said, well, Joe was the first person to call me. Yep. Joe, Joe did this. Joe reached out. He sat down with our family and, and yeah. talked to us. Um, so it, it's kind of in line with his character to do that. Yeah, exactly. In terms of personal anecdotes, without a doubt. And that's where we saw him, you know, get the endorsement of, you know, the majority of the party going into Super Tuesday. And I, I remember we were in the office, actually, and I was talking to one of the interns about it. And I was like, whew. Tuesday is going to be a bloodbath like Bernie's done. And they were like, ha, you're crazy. Like Bernie's got this wrapped up. And I was like, I'm telling you, man, like just from what I've been seeing, like it don't, don't get excited. And right. on Wednesday, he wouldn't even look at me um, because of how it all turned out, which was just, yeah, it, it's, it's hard. You know, it's hard to see somebody like Bernie who has so many young people and is drawing people in with his progressive beliefs. But again, 
he wants to change the rules of the game in politics, but he refuses to win the game first. And right. you need to win in order to change the rules. And that's kind of what he was short-sighted on and uh, what Biden ultimately, I think, understood better. So that's how we kind of ended up with him as the nominee and not so much as the DNC, you know, wants to play it safe. XYZ. Right. So what excites you the most about Biden being your your uh, candidate? You want to know the honest truth or about it? Or the candidate, not yeah. necessarily your candidate, but the candidate. Nothing excites me. That's what that's what is almost the most exciting thing. Okay. Is is Wouldn't that be a detriment though? You would think, but I think a lot of people are real tired of well, that's Wait, the conversation you and I were having. It's exhaustion. It's exactly it's exhaustion. So people are like, you know, Trump is fanfare. I mean, you, you can just see the uh, the differences of the conventions. Is mm-hmm. Trump's RNC was a lot of screaming and grand gestures, and you know, that one uh, poor woman, um, Guilford. Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah, so it was just it was a little. It was definitely passionate. I um, I almost had to turn it off because I couldn't handle the aggression i know exactly i was like don't i didn't do it don't yell at me i know versus the dnc which was very kind of even keel and that's what i really think we just need to get back to is somebody that champion champions the middle of the road which is the least sexy part of the road let me tell you but it's still what we need in the country well you say that but the base is all protesting is it though well I mean, if you look at it, they're the okay. Maybe it's maybe it's a situation where they're the minority is the most vocal. I think again, it's the same thing as kind of like the anti-maskers. You know, being associated with Trump is the minority is the most vocal. Where yeah. I would say the majority of Democratic voters, um, and specifically the voters that Biden needs to win, are college-educated uh, suburban households. Here, here's what scares me though. If you look at Biden yeah. and you look at Trump, uh-huh. what do you see? Extrapolate that a little bit more. Well, I, when I look at Biden and I look at Trump, I see two old white men. Yeah. And I don't see either one of them being able to relate Yeah. to what's going on right now. Here's and, the thing and, is I see one of them trying to, though. Yes, that is, that is true. You have effort from one. Yeah. But I try to do a lot of things, mm-hmm. and it doesn't always work. That's true. And but I guess at the same time, at least I tried. Yeah. Right. But we are in a situation where trying isn't what we need. Yeah. So is Biden the right candidate to to get the youth of the Democratic Party excited? Because here here's a a fun conversation that you and I have had several times, which is, okay, Biden is a transitional presidential Uh candidate who's coming up. Yeah, exactly. And we talk about Pete mm-hmm. and we talk about Amy. Yeah. And we talk about some of these people. We even threw Beto in there yeah. for, for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what that's what I'm looking at is is there somebody coming up that's going to be able to relate? Yeah. Because right now you just don't have it on either mm-hmm. party. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't you might have a a rising superstar in the Republican Party. Yeah. That could possibly get there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if she's going to quite lean far enough in to get there. Yeah. So that that's a that's my concern with Biden mm-hmm. is just that I just don't know if he can get the party and, and get people to the middle. Now, that's been his career, though. And he's done 
a decent job of it. You know, in terms of being a vice president, he played that role really well, which yeah. is arguably a pretty easy job, I would say, you know, according to well, the cabinet. Unless is you're your in the midst. Is your current vice president playing the role as well? I was going to say, if you when you aren't in the midst of a global pandemic <laughs> that you are awkwardly put in charge of fixing for right. some reason. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I think Mike Pence is a is a weird sad man but i think he also <laughs> has been thrown into a lot of situations where he is flying blind yeah. and doing the absolute best he can which um you know how good that is is totally up for interpretation based on your values but right. seeing um seeing biden try to just take that next step now is that's where he's going to falter the most is everybody views him as a candidate who, if he wins, it'll be because the majority of the country was voting against Trump and not for Biden. You know, it's not activating the young vote to get out to vote for Biden. It is the young vote act- activating the young vote to get out and say, listen, you've seen what's happened. You're more socially aware than anybody else. You're more plugged in. Do you really think you can deal with another four years of this and that's the strategy and that's not a good strategy in politics it's it's not um but you you know one of the things that that i look at with biden is he offers me something that i did i just didn't get from trump Mm -hmm. And, and again i'm going back to to the conventions i left the dnc or or i turned the channel yeah. from from the DNC uh-huh. of um, feeling hope, and, and that I don't remember the last time I felt hope with yeah. the Trump administration. So th- that right there makes me go, okay, I got it. I I feel comfortable in this direction. Exactly. And I thought he killed his speech. I was gonna say if anybody had, I mean, and continually crushes it i mean it's funny that people are still trying to make the argument he's unfit or mentally unfit for office and they're still trying to i saw one clip from his speech in pittsburgh that's like a 13 second gaff where he stumbles over his words and then he recovers and continues fine and uh again it was probably 10 seconds in a 25 minute speech and i was you know i commented on the guy who reposted it on social media and i said do you really think you could speak publicly for 25 minutes and not have a single mess up I can tell you I've spoken publicly several times. Mm-hmm. I mess up every time. Exactly. And it's like he is crushing long-form speeches right now. Right. The The thing about Biden <laughs> that that really, from, from my wife, okay, she is, when Trump got elected, she was like, I think I'm going to like Melania. And then she doesn't not like Melania, but she doesn't yeah. think Melania did anything. Yeah, Melania's been a non-fixture, and that's right. her right to stay out of the limelight. And uh, yeah, but she's been less engaged than other first ladies. Right. But during the DNC, my wife fell absolutely in love with Jill Biden. Yeah. And I think Jill Biden might be one of the biggest contributing factors to to uh, um, Biden, Joe Biden, getting elected. Plus, if you know, just looking from a policy standpoint, you know, Doc. She's she has a doctorate. She's got right? her doctorate yeah. in education. I was gonna say with the current education system being led by Betsy DeVos, which I think oh, left, right, still or middle, you can figure out that that is a horrific appointment, and what she has done, you know, for the education system is problematic to say the least. Um, 
I think there's some validity in funding charter schools to a certain degree, but in the way that she's doing it is, is following a path of redlining and racial segregation. But I think Dr. Jill Biden having any level of existence in the administration is going to be reassuring for a lot of people and women. I, I think so, too. And uh, this brings up one of the questions that was asked to me, and, and I really just didn't understand or didn't I understood the question. I didn't understand how to answer it properly if there's one thing the republicans were pushing hard during the the convention was the choice of schools yeah what is that like i didn't hear any of that anywhere until the convention yeah so what are they why are they sitting there saying the democratic party and and joe biden by Mm -hmm. association want to take away school choice or I, i i'm a little fuzzy on this one it, it comes down to how private and public uh, elementary up through um, high schools are funded. And right now it's basically the Democrats don't want more public funding to go to these private institutions because they're funded through uh, tuition. So rather than the Republicans now are trying to invest harder into these charter schools. And, gotcha. Uh, there's a lot of ways you can look at it. I think the most popular lens on the left is it's obviously an attack on poorer and therefore you know more statistically minority communities that have less than uh, stellar public school systems well okay so i come in and uh, this is a tough tough one for me Mm -hmm. because i come in right in the middle on that one yeah and the reason for it is my son has gone to a private school yeah and he's gone to a public school he's in public school right now i went to private school k through eight and then uh public school in high school in high school Mm -hmm. so in private school they just didn't have the resources that's interesting because I would say my private school K through eight education set me up at probably head and shoulders above the rest of my class in a public high school. Okay, now don't don't misconstrue what I said. Okay, I said he didn't have the resources. Gotcha. Okay, meaning he didn't have the technology that these public schools have. Really, it, it was very interesting that to me. That is interesting. And but he got a better education. Mm-hmm. In in private school, yeah, it was probably more one on one learning. It was better ratios. Yep, yeah. and so, you know, I could see where where this would be a battle. Yeah, because if that school, that private school, had more funding, they could have more technology and do more things with it. Yeah, the private school had the technology, but it didn't have the passionate teachers or yeah. or you know and. and I mean, it's two different worlds too. It is. I mean, when it you is. when you're sending your your kid to private school, they're going there to be taught and they're going going there to learn, and you have similar surroundings and as, as far usually, as morals and values. I was going to say, there's also usually a religious component to most private right. schools. So it, it was a religious component yeah. to this one. Um, but when he went to to private school or to public school, what we saw was these people were more of just overall babysitters. Yeah. And, and we're sitting there going, man, I don't know that he's getting the attention uh-huh. or, or the the push on that. So, yeah, I digress. We're, yeah. we're talking about mm-hmm. Biden, not not school choice. But, yeah. um, you know, one of the things that really excites me about mm-hmm. Biden is, and I brought up Jill is the attention that I feel is going to be put on our students and yeah. our education, because. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way of getting around it. When you look at our history, 
we continuously rank low yep. amongst other countries when it comes to education. Mm-hmm. And we're outpaced by these other countries yep. as these education graduates get into the workforce and, and everything Absolutely. else. There's just no movement. So I think Jill Biden being there is going to have a great influence as far as, as a first lady goes. Now, yeah, who you put in the Secretary of Education, mm-hmm. you and I have had multiple conversations on that. But Absolutely. That's the one thing that that really makes me excited about Biden as well is there is this potential for a dynamic cabinet. Exactly. That makes me really excited about Joe Biden. Just the fact that Biden's publicly stated that he's open to having Republicans serve in his cabinet, I think, is a huge uh, contributor to why I would why I'm ultimately voting for him this year is because I am looking for a unity platform. You know, I think one of the most exciting things that I had heard recently, and this was probably in 2018, but there was rumors that Kasich and Biden were going to run on a unity ticket, Republican and Democrat vice versus president. Which that would have like, been interesting. Very interesting. And I don't think it would have been the right move from a strategy standpoint. No, I don't think Kasich's now. the right person for that. No. But I think having a, you know, that would have been really cool to see, mm-hmm. see him bring in a Republican. And that's why I appreciated the DNC, too, is they brought in, you know, all of these Republicans. And there was the Democratic state uh, representative from Georgia who spoke at the Republican National Convention. But it was much greater numbers and much higher office being talked about at the DNC. So So now this is a choice or this is a topic we get to talk about with Joe that we didn't talk about with with Trump Uh because we didn't have the the choice of it. But do you think um, Miss Harris, I I would butcher her first name so i don't want to kamala kamala Kamala. um do you think kamala was the right choice yes that's the easiest way i can put it i think um i would have liked to see somebody else myself from a personal moral standpoint but i think strategy wise she was the correct choice because um we need better better representation in government of both women and people of color and immigrants in general, you know, she comes from an immigrant family with um, half of her family being from India, the other from Jamaica, and she's first generation, which is incredible. Um, she's an accomplished woman. She has a very aggressive record on crime, which I think is detrimental to the support on the left, which is good because it's probably positive for those on the right to some degree. Obviously, you have your people that will not look past um, just kind of like the narrative, but she is she's strong and she's also somebody that if worst case scenario i could see her leading the country do you think that joe would have picked kamala if he hadn't committed inside that debate to go with a female i think yes i think if there wasn't so much social pressure to pick a uh person of color he would have picked gretchen wilson out of michigan so yeah do you think that's why it took so long for him to announce no no it's he didn't even actually take longer than in years past It seemed like it though it seemed like it but it wasn't it was i mean it was very status quo and that's why i got so confused about people being like why hasn't he announced a pick and i was like i i think that the reason people were were getting antsy about it was because they want to go that way. It's true. Like people are, are sick of Trump's vocal abilities. Yeah. And, and they're just like, they're going, I want to go 
this way. Please give me a reason exactly to go this way. And I think that's why there was this this weird time frame put on it. Yeah, that that may not have been been right. I would have liked to seen Gretchen. Yeah, uh, be the vice president. But I also I, I liked Amy too. Yeah, and there's a big issue with who he picks as his vice president because if they're a Democratic senator in a Republican-controlled state, right, he does not want to pull anybody from the Senate that could potentially screw up which, them retaking Congress. Yeah, which is what we were talking about with Warren. Yeah, and, exactly. And that would, that Republican governor and a— uh, I kind of feel bad for Warren because you and I were talking. Yeah. She couldn't get picked for VP because of what it would have done mm-hmm. to the Senate. And based off of what happens with her being a senator right now and everything else, she might not even be able to be picked for a cabinet position. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and I think she deserves it. No, without a doubt. I mean, I think you and I, you and I have different opinions on where she would be a good cabinet place, but, but, uh, I think she would be good there. I, I am the biggest proponent and I'm a big believer that we need a woman president as soon as possible. And we need a women in higher ranking positions in the office. Um, I don't carry that same sentiment. Yeah. And and I know I'm going to get hate for that. Well, I mean, but yeah, it's more why. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I don't want to put somebody into a position based off of gender. And I wouldn't say that that is what I meant by that, but I think that a lot of the reason we didn't put Hillary into the position of president was because of gender. Right. And I think Elizabeth Warren suffered from the exact See, same thing as you can view a man like Trump who's belittling and mean and angry as strong. And if a woman carries the same kind of energy on a debate stage, she becomes bitchy and naggy. Right. And that's my problem. With well, the and for my wife, who's going to listen to this, uh-huh. um, my comment isn't that I don't think a woman can do it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, they definitely can. Uh-huh. Okay. It's like the same exact reason I would pick Joe Biden over Donald Trump. Yeah. I want the best person for the job. Oh, absolutely. Because this has absolute major impact. Yep. I can't think of another position that would have so much impact on everybody's lives. And so I don't want to rush it. That no, might no, 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 that no. might be a better way of, of putting it. I think a female will do a phenomenal job in there. Yeah. I'm not saying it from a sexist standpoint mm-hmm. or, or anything else. And I can think of so many women in in politics right now that would oh, be yeah. fantastic presidents mm-hmm. but i want the right one yeah because you're only gonna get one shot at this mm-hmm. and if you put the wrong one in there and it doesn't go right yeah because of personality or mm-hmm. you know just like when when uh 2016 came around a lot of people took a chance on trump yep because they wanted something different and yep. they they wanted an outsider and he potentially could have destroyed the entire Republican party. And so yeah. that's what I'm looking at is I am not going to make my decision based off of gender. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make my decision based off of capabilities. Yeah. Sustainability, mm-hmm. those types of things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I I think we're on the exact same page with that. I my biggest thing is But yeah, let's get Let's get someone in there. Yeah, I'm like, I'm also in the vocal minority that like, you know what I would have loved to happen this election cycle if Hillary just ran again. <laughs> she probably would have won. It's just. I it's don't know just, why she didn't. Because I don't think she would have won. <laughs> I think it's gotten bad. I think it's gotten worse yeah. since then. But um, Well, she didn't even have that big of a role in the DNC. No, 
Not at all. There, I think she's trying her best to just like you know go away. Yeah, go away. Step yeah. in, step away, and just be that figure that'll send out a mean tweet once in a while, and yeah. just kind of like you know, she's done enough. She's she she's has. held a lot of public office and done a ton for the country. So. She has. I I would have liked to have seen. I I don't know why Gretchen. I, I would have liked to have seen Gretchen go. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to seen Amy go. Mm-hmm. I think Warren's a little aggressive. Like I just yeah. don't think she would have fit in the vice presidential role. You right. know. Where right. I could see her as like a bang up um, Secretary of State. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Um, so this conversation right here is exactly what makes me excited about Biden is there's just so many possibilities. Like with Trump, you know what you're going to get. And we're going to get four more years of it. Well, that's the thing. And it's almost like I, I, I want to believe that we'd get something different. But the D, the RNC was just like the best is yet to come, and I'm like I certainly hope so. You yeah, know? and I'm like that's Be- what... because you've got us down to ground zero right now. Yeah, and I'm like you know whether it was your fault, it was directly your fault in some ways, and then just reality and others. But it it is it, it's exciting that something new and that there could be a change, and it's I think there's we're much more likely to see positive change under a Biden presidency than we are in a Trump presidency, just based off of the history that we have to work with right now. Yeah. I'm just excited to see some people with public service in mind going into to cabinet positions versus um, people with previous relationships. uh, Exactly. And, and, but at the same time, that's exactly what he said he was going to do. Yep. He was going to clean up the swamp. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you clean up the swamp? You get the politicians out. Yep. So I think, but that's for me with, with, uh, where we are on, on Joe Biden, the, the possibilities is, is what, and, and it's really not Joe Biden. I'm, I'm excited about it's his surrounding cast. And I think that, that I'm excited about is the biggest issue that he's going to potentially lose is, um, lose the race for is, yeah, I don't think a lot of people are excited about Joe Biden. They didn't really give you a whole lot to go off of on the DNC other than, hey, this guy's gone through a lot and yeah. and he's lost a lot yeah. and everything else. Well, I'm, you know, I, I'm not insensitive to that. No, and no. he has. And, you know, my heart goes out to him for that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they didn't spend much time going. This is really the positive direction he's going to go. And here's how he's going to do it. Exactly. And, and so when you said missed opportunities, that, that that's kind of where I'm, I'm seeing the biggest missed opportunity was yeah. you gave me a lot of reason to be excited about a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. You didn't give me a whole lot of reason to be excited about Joe. Yeah. And I, again, the platform he's running on is very moderate. A lot of people are calling it the most progressive platform in history. And in a way it is, but in other ways, in the ways that really do matter and are going to have impacts on our life, it is a very status quo policy. Well, wait a second. You got to pick one. Well, in terms, you, you of, say it's it's very moderate, but in terms, it's it's very it's moderate very in the ways that will or progressive alter our life economically, even healthcare things like that. Very moderate. Whereas very progressive is you know uh, social justice um, as well as environmental policy and just you know. It, a lot of people on the left think he could go much farther than what he did. So it kind of shows that if he's running on the most progressive policy in the history of the presidency and people are still saying go farther left, it's an indicator of where the nation's trending. Yeah. But he is he's not, you know, the whole idea of Biden being a socialist or a communist is, is hilarious. Yeah, I don't it see is, that. It, it's not even it's not grounded in reality in any way because Joe Biden's a 
moderate. He's almost a left-leaning Republican. <laughs> that I've heard that comparison before. Yeah. Um, and and that's that might be why I can wrap myself around Joe Biden is because I don't feel like I'm going so far left. And it's true. And in terms of who's going to turn out to vote, the farther left tend to trend to the younger demographic. And we right. know that voter turnout's the least in the 25 and under population. So if you're going to target somebody, you want to be targeting your moderates, which I think they're doing very effectively. I hope so. We'll, we'll see. Well, I think, you know, this this race is going to be won and lost in white in white college educated suburbs in Wisconsin, Michigan and Pennsylvania. If there's even three or four counties that just flip within those states, 2016 would have been different. And that's what I'm seeing specifically being from Pennsylvania and being in one of these counties that is college educated, upper middle class and predominantly white. It went to Trump in 2016 and it will aggressively go to Biden this year. And I'm guessing that's going to be the trend across a lot of those other suburbs where, you know, Biden does not need to win a lot to take this election away from trump and i don't see how president trump has expanded his voting base it seems like it on social i don't see it as expanding as much as just like the people that were all in in the beginning are still all in and i think he's probably lost a lot of the people that gave him the benefit of the doubt the first time around that's true Mm -hmm. that's true all right well so you're gonna vote for biden Yep. As <laughs> pending anything crazy. I mean, we're two months out. You really don't know. You don't what know might, what's going to yeah, happen. There could be an October surprise, but it would take a lot for me to end up voting for Trump. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, if you liked what you heard today, then please uh, share and subscribe. And uh, we will talk to you soon.